This is Joey from the So Wizard Podcast, and you are listening to the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. Welcome to the continued podcast adventures of Superhero Speak. But I think many of the people that love this character and that love superheroes in general have used these stories as inspiration to say, you know what, I'm going to do something good in the world. I'm going to make a difference like my hero when I was a kid. That is my fondest memory of it, because when, you, when you're doing comic books, you want them to affect people. Right. You want people to care. You want, you want to strike emotions. And I knew that that clone saga was striking a lot of emotions. Can you yeah. imagine uh, Pulp Fiction starring Goofy and uh, Mickey Mouse? I can totally imagine that. <laughs> I'm no sure somebody's written that one too. Pounder with cheese and France, Mickey. <laughs> what? <laughs> Boy, ale with cheese, Mickey. Yeah. <laughs> I could totally see. I, I, would, I would watch the hell out of that movie. Yes, I gladly saw, sacrifice that my, my progeny to you, a mighty Marvel beast. <laughs> but Neil Adams is somewhere going, hmm, it's, uh, it's my time. Uh, <laughs> How do you measure success? Hey, everyone. You're listening to and watching Superheroes Speak. And I'm your host, Dave. And John. And JD again. Force D squares with you. All right. Oh man, we have to do math now. <laughs> <laughs> so here we are. We're going to be doing our 2020 wrap up show. But before we get to all that, how is everyone doing? Don, how are you doing? I haven't seen you in a while. Yeah, I'm. I've been doing great. We've been getting some great content from a, a number of sources, and we'll be talking about that. Looking forward to putting 2020 in the rearview mirror. And I'm probably one of the least affected people. So, geez, my heart goes out to those that really were affected. Mm -hmm. um, but it's a good, you know, as always, though, it's a, it's a good time to be a nerd. We have more and more to complain about each day. <laughs> Perfect. How about you, John? What's new in your life? Well, yes, we, we nerds do have a lot to complain about. But I, like him, do, you know, do not have, have not been, like, greatly affected by it. Though I do not, I do know people that have passed away. Um, but uh, so yeah, twenty twenty can, uh, can go to hell in a handbasket. And uh, you know, I'll get, when we get to twenty twenty one, I'm just gonna, you know, the years are just going to twenty nineteen, twenty twenty ones, nothing, no, nothing in between. So eh, pretty, pretty good. Still finishing up wrapping um, because of COVID. I I'm going to drive to Connecticut. Uh, drop off presents and then drive all the way back in one shot. So it'll probably take me about nine hours. Um, and my my reward is going to be Wonder Woman 1984. <laughs> I'm just going to grab some popcorn and sit and just watch that for an entire day. Sounds good. How about you? Me? What, wait, what about poor JD? I'm shaking it up. <laughs> Roll with uh, it. All right, fine. I'm doing I'm doing pretty good. Usually the host goes last, but hey. Uh, hey, we're all hosts here. Well, that is true. We're all co-hosts. Um, I'm doing all right. Nothing, uh, nothing for me personally to complain about at the moment. Um, though, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm with you guys. I'm great. Ready to say goodbye to 2020 and, uh, kick it to the curb and <sighs> fingers crossed 2021 will be better. <laughs> There's no guarantees guys, no guarantees. So JD, how are you, my friend? I'm not bad. Um, I taught a class in Godzilla today online. How are you um, so awesome? Well, because my well, my <laughs> wife, we've been signing Andy up for these um, out schools. The name of the program. It's this company that they do all these online classes for kids, 
mainly. So we've had him doing the preschool classes and Michelle, my wife's like, you should sign up and try to teach writing or something. So I jumped through the hoops to get signed up and they said they want you to start with um, one lecture basically. And they had a bunch of lists of stuff parents wanted. One of them was a class in Godzilla. And I went, I could teach that. So I signed up for it. And I had about seven kids this morning from the ages of six, actually seven to 12. And we talked about Kaiju for an hour and I made a couple bucks and it was awesome. But between that and the uh, two hour Japanese wrestling podcast last night, my throat is destroyed. So I'm trying, I'm struggling to keep my voice in check. I got my my cup of hot tea here and yeah. I think my uh, daughter uses those for my granddaughters. Um, to have a do they have like a, a, a karate class or something or like they have you know all kinds they have all yeah. kinds of things so i'm gonna get i'm gonna do a bunch because this went so well i'm gonna try to sign up to do a bunch more because if i can make a few bucks here and there you know in the mornings and you know because andy sat and watched me because he loves godzilla so he thought it was cool too and then he had to run in and tell his mom because he learned about gamma he never heard gamma cool. see oh. there 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 was my fatal flaw like i tried to teach a bunch of kids once but you know i'm a programmer and they couldn't get tail recursion in boolean algebra so <laughs> I don't even know what the hell you just said. That's what I heard. That's probably what they heard too. So it's okay. And uh, I got a buddy of mine who runs a website who asked me to provide content for him. So I, you know, made a couple bucks and wrote a paper. Uh, or I wrote a uh, article about why Gremlins is an awesome holiday movie. Yes. Yes. Fair yes. Enough. I saw that. Uh, that was really cool. Um, yes. yes. And you made some good points. I'm a good writer. Um, <laughs> uh, no. Um, yeah, it was fun. It was fun to write about that. I kind of stretched myself a little bit, not writing about something sports or sports entertainment related. And uh, I like it. I'm going to try to try to get on a couple more places because the video business is dead. Long live not working. Uh, yes. Oh, no. Well, you not up- for much longer. I mean, you know. You upset I, a lot of people with that, by the way. You know, and speaking of people you upset, I think. Yeah. Oh, wait. No, no. Let's 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 hold off on that first, because I because I'm going I'm going out of order here. We got to talk about something else. Well, you can't more... tell me I pissed someone off and not let me revel in it. Look, no, look at look at that in a second. It was Tom Cruise. That's okay. I didn't know. I didn't have anything. Oh. I didn't have. <laughs> oh God, yeah. I can live with that. I'm just saying. Or Tom who, Cruise thing. I, I saw you fight with someone on Twitter about. Uh, well, I do that all the time. About the videos, <laughs> uh, uh, not being dead. Oh yeah. Oh. Well, I don't know if that was a fight, but yeah, Listen. videos videos dead. Um, Twitter will make wet lettuce burst into flames, okay? I simply, on a reply to one of Mark Hamill's tweets, I simply said, hating anything Mark Hamill is like hating the cure for cancer. Mm-hmm. And someone replied to that, well, you'll be heartbroken to know that they've already cured cancer. They just won't make any money off it. Oh, my God. And I left it alone. I'm like, that dude ended up in Twitter jail. Him yeah. and like five other people just got into some sort of argument. And uh, in Twitter jail, yeah, anyway, no, so, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, what I was, uh, what I was going to say before we get to social media, we need to talk about the season finale of The Mandalorian. Like, 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 like. I'm sorry. Like, okay, so, oh my God, Luke Skywalker hasn't <laughs> showed up at the end. How awesome was that? I wouldn't know. I didn't see it. Are you oh, freaking you kidding me? I didn't get, you better be lying. No work, work. I uh, got. Oh me, my! Oh so. my God! Did I just? No, no, it's okay. You, it's okay. You just it's, ruined the I best just, thing ever. I just, no, oh. you don't. You don't understand. I already had heard that because basically, unless you live in a Faraday cage, 
and yeah. and and you know and and have no screen facing towards you there is no way you weren't going to hear about that on the internet like that is, none zero oh that is epically and, sad and, and and the the discussion about the uncanny valley thing right uh it, i don't know it wasn't that bad that, well there was a lot of, that's how i heard about it because i was an irs technica and they're like oh yeah we're close to getting rid of the uncanny valley but you know malorian didn't quite pull it off i'm like what the hell are you talking about of course i glanced at the the sub line and I'm like oh okay thanks well you know <laughs> i mean there's no there's no way there was no way to avoid so so go ahead tell me like i'm i'm this is a perfect opportunity i'm i'm a um what is it it's scientific method i i'm your control group let me tell you something in about a week, my four-year-old will run down the stairs to open up his Christmas presents. Yeah. He will have he will have so much joy running through his heart. It's gonna make me as his father cry. He will not feel one tenth of the emotions that I felt watching Luke Skywalker walk yes. down that hall with a lightsaber. Yes. I actually a portal, teared. As a portal opens up in my living room, transporting me back to being 10 years old again, as my 12 years old comes in and tries to talk to me, and I'm like, go away silence <laughs> not a lesson in parenting but in star wars fandom maybe <laughs> the, the, meme, allow it. the the meme that i'm seeing that i saw on facebook a couple of times was jj abrams saying there's no way you could go ahead with the franchise and and satisfy both the old timers and get the new people in and then what oh uh, what's Don Favreau and Favreau are saying they're saying hold my, hold beer. my beer yes accurate dude it's the Luke Skywalker that everybody's complaining that they didn't get in the last Jedi yes exactly it's exactly. just in the Mandalorian show which lesson for everyone just chill out they know what you want you'll get it eventually just maybe not exactly mm-hmm. when you want it anyway so fox away but so the, oh my god so the CGI was okay passable, passable. Yeah, right yeah. exactly didn't take you too much out of it it was it passable. was it was better than Grand Moff Tarkin. Yeah. Yeah. They're getting okay. there. They're getting there. Yeah. Um, yeah, because it's just that moment, like, they just put the heroes in a situation where you think, oh, this is it. It's going to be their last stand. And, and uh, all of a sudden, a ship shows up, and it's one lone X-Wing, and... Uh, and you're like, and, and I'm sitting there, squadron. I'm sitting there like, <laughs> red leader, one X-wing. What is that going to do? It's like one, one X-wing, and I'm like, no. Oh, no, he's just rolling no. up. No, no, no. And oh, then he's just park. <laughs> you see the robed figure get out of the X-wing, and I'm like, you didn't no, see R2D2. Didn't. They didn't. No, you didn't see him at first. And I'm like, they didn't. They didn't. And then you see the green lightsaber go on, and I was like, they did. Then the gloved hand. Then the, yeah, gloved the other hand. hand didn't have a glove, and then you're like. <laughs> I remember I, I remember because like when you see the the X-Wing, you're watching it through like security cam footage. Right. So it could be they did a great job hiding it. So oh, it could be good. It could be anybody. Like and first I yeah. went, yeah, yeah, who's in that one X-Wing? Like I I didn't think they would do it because they set it up so well, like they're doing their own thing and they've steered into the Filoni stuff more than any of the Lucas stuff. So I'm like, well, who's this gonna be? And then yeah, the second you see the hooded figure, you're like, no. and then the lights the green lightsaber no (laughs) and they recreate the shot from rogue one where darth vader's walking down the hall but instead of it being lit red with his lightsaber it's lit green like it's insanely shot for shot like it was beautiful man it's beautiful cinematography amazing storytelling mark hamill does the voice and they you know digitally tweaked it so it sounds like him in 1983 like 
I teary. I cried. I'm not going to lie. I was so unexpected of it that I, I was blown away. It was like, it might be the best television moment I've ever had. Oh, it, it, it is definitely top on my list. And I was surprised, even though I kind of predicted this. Um, I guess I revolve around Mark Hamill on Twitter, I guess, because on another one of his tweets <laughs> about he didn't do the voice for the Lego um, Star Wars holiday special. And so on my Omega Level Nerds Twitter, I just replied to that like, oh, I, I get it. We don't want to, we're, we're saving you for your Mandalorian experience, uh, appearance. Don't want to oversaturate. Uh, that was back in like the first of December. But then as I'm watching this, I'm like, holy shit, that's Luke Skywalker. And my <laughs> wife's like, no. And I'm like, yes, there's only one dude that rolls up with one X-Wing, goes into <laughs> a ship full of Imperials, and comes out without even breaking a sweat. He does it in the comic books I have over there. There's not many people have read it, but I've seen it before. And now I got to see it. Oh, hit my microphone. I'm so goddamn excited. I got this in, in full motion, uh, did it again. But oh my god, there's only one Gabadoon that will come in <laughs> with the balls to, <laughs> with then, the balls to roll in. And I'm so, I'm sorry. The, then the best moment is like he's standing there. He takes his hood off. He, at the end, they reveal his face, and then he's he's like communicating with Groku, and then R two rolls in. Yeah, and that was just like oh, that's when I really started to tear up and cry. Yeah. It was just like that's it. You did it. Bravo. This was the first episode I watched with my family. Usually I watched it Friday nights. Oh, perfect. So and as my Andy was like begging his mom, he's like, can I watch Mandalorian with dad? And I said, it'll be fine. It's the last episode. Oh. And so she sits next to me for it to kind of like do the parent thing. And she's like, is that Luke? And I, I'd say to me, I'm like, can't be. And then Andy goes, it's Luke Skywalker. He's got his green lightsaber. <laughs> and it was just like, it was like the perfect moment for his like first episode to see Luke, come back. Because, again, he's four. What's he know about Star Wars? Luke Skywalker. Right? And I'm like, yeah, Luke Skywalker. I'm going to go cry now. Like, <laughs> I, there's Andy being born. is like here. <laughs> no. And Luke coming back is like 1A. <laughs> it, it, it can't go unremarked that there was literally no chatter about this before it happened. It's unbelievable. As, I know. as far as far like I heard I heard nothing and you know we we are we all of us have the look, ear to the ground on this shit so look they they were so good at this season of playing red herring they they that True. rumor that came out that uh Pascal quit halfway yeah. through the season right. like like come on he, obviously he didn't and that was again that was a red herring yeah propaganda yeah to get people thrown off the scent that this Fake is how they news. were going to end the season and oh man and then there's and then there's an after credit scene, which we'll get to uh, uh, a little later on the news. Oh my, that was unbelievable! And and they set something up like right. Every, the other thing is they set up season three, and like no one really you don't even care. <laughs> you don't even care because because Luke showed up. Mm-hmm. So are, are we still supposed to hate the mouse? I mean, it's it's kind of hard to hate the mouse. When they do, when when the mouse does this kind of stuff, we'll hate the mouse when John Favreau dies. Okay. Do you problem. know what the mouse? Do you know what the mouse is? It's asparagus. Like, <laughs> who likes asparagus? You don't really like asparagus, right? But it's good for you. <laughs> it's healthy, and when prepared right, it tastes pretty good. But normally, it's disgusting. So that's my comparison. The mouse is asparagus. Well, asparagus that, also doesn't let you have time. an R rating, but that's, you know, <laughs> you should see, you should see my son eating asparagus. 
yes. So yeah, and uh, yeah, we won't. I guess John, we won't. Since you still need to watch it, we won't spoil what they set up for season two. Yeah, because there's more to geek out about, dude. Dude, it's okay. It's a setup, you know, like that. That I'm gonna find out. Just talk about like, like I said, I'm your control group, and right now I'm really enjoying it. There's like, there are only two moments I. I I felt kind of like I would feel about this, but they were they were in anime. So okay, I'm just gonna blurt it out. How about how about Din Djarin is now the Mandalore? Yeah, that's where we're at now. Yes, he's he's the the king of Mandalore. It because of the dark saber. Because so yep. so so they set it up in the episode that wow. Um, uh, mm-hmm. how, what's what's her what's the character? Bo-Katan. Name? Bo-Katan. Bo-Katan. Bo-Katan wants to go and face. Moff uh, Gideon, Gideon to get the black saber, right? And she's like, I don't care if he if he lives or dies, he's mine, and and, and you know I want the saber. And everyone's like, Yeah, sure, you can have it because no one understands the whole thing. Well, he ends up fighting Mando. Mando has the spear, which is like the only thing that the yeah saber can't cut, spear yeah. yeah can't cut through. So they have like a pseudo lightsaber duel, which is another awesome scene in the in the show. And he beats him and gets the dark saber. So once he gets them to the the bridge and they're all there, which Gideon planned, by the way, he planned this. He knew this would fuck yes, with things. Yes, he uh, Mando goes to hand her the saber and she won't take it because it only can be won in combat. Unless, of course, you get it from Sabine Wren in the Rebel series. But I digress. Yeah. <laughs> so. Well, they, that that's going to be interesting because how do you like? Okay, now you've got all this responsibility. How do you get out of that? You're going you're gonna to pull a Kirk and just like, you know, here, uh, hold, hold this saber for a second. Bye, bitches. <laughs> I'm back on the road. <laughs> well, doesn't that sound like material for a season three? Like, yeah. There's a lot, there's a lot well, of opportunities. Yeah. Well, and like, not even to mention the Covenant uh, isn't going to be happy with him as soon as they learn that he's taking his helmet off for every Tom, Dick, and Harry. That's going to be a problem. <laughs> or or yeah. wait, or wait, it, it, it maybe it's Lucas coming back to direct because now, like, if he's in charge of everything... What, what do we have to deal with? We have to deal with trade negotiations. <laughs> well, George Lucas. Bite your only, tongue. <laughs> George Lucas only sold the franchise. It, it, it almost killed him to do so just because he wanted to spend time with his wife and kids. And he knew that if he owned Star Wars, it would just suck up his whole time. Oh, he would never be left alone. They, everybody would always be asking him, what are you doing next with it? But that was 20 right. years ago at this point. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> May have the edge. Y'all got any of them jobs? Moff <laughs> <laughs> Gideon's plan would have worked perfect, but you know what he didn't account for? Luke goddamn Skywalker. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> That's and right. They, they set it up. They've been set. What's nice is you think this would be like a Deus Ex Machina thing. Oh, we want to get out of this. Oh, Luke comes back. No, they've been setting this up where Grogu has to talk to this Jedi. This Jedi, he's reaching out to a Jedi. Who the hell else could he be reaching out to? Yeah. Like it makes perfect sense. And just, I didn't think they'd do it. Like I didn't think they'd add. Well, that's. The courage why, to like bring in Luke. That's why I originally thought it was going to be Ezra. They were just going to yeah. find an actor to play a live action grown up Ezra from Rebels, so they could keep along the Filoni path and do their own thing. Well, they're pro- they're probably keeping that for Ahsoka Tano in her series. Probably, probably, yeah. So, wow, amazing stuff. So it was great, man. Well, now I know why I'm going to be up past midnight tonight. Oh wait, oh wait, <laughs> we're not done yet. Because there's a post-credit yeah, sequence right. from the man yes. who basically invented the post-credit sequence, John Favreau. Mm. Yes, yes. 
But there's an article about that in the news. So, right. so cliffhanger. So, so, so calm down, JD. In fact, while you're calm, calming down, we'll take a commercial break, and we'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. All right, all right, we're back. J- JD, are you calm now? Okay. It's right. okay. So then, this 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 is the this is the reward for being a geek is is having moments like this. So since you're since you're calm, let's get into some social media madness. God damn it! All right. <laughs> now now and this is this is the punishment for being. No, you know what? I've had in the last month. I've had two moments like this. Two. My kid called mm. me out of it. Luke Skywalker and Sting. So I'm dude. I got nothing to complain about for the rest of the year. 2020 might have sucked, but the end of it was beautiful. For me, did you so. say Sting or Sting? Sting, Sting, S T I N G. Oh, okay. Sting. I the thought you were wrestler, talking wrestler, not the singer. Right, right, right. So, of course, we talked about the Falcon and Winter Soldier uh, preview that we got last week, and uh, we got uh, a couple replies to that on Twitter. Um, Movies After Work said, "Solid trailer." The Canyon Chase has me very excited for the show. I like that Bucky seems to be playing. The tired retiree in this. Uh, and so Wizard Podcast said, that's one of my favorite scenes in Endgame. When Sam says, I'll do my best. It's Niagara Falls, Frankie Angel. Can't wait to, for this series. Man, this gift they used is like, it's like brain melting. If you keep looking at it long enough, like Sam grabbing the shield, your brain will actually fall out of your ear. <laughs> wait, are you talking about So Wizard's GIF? Yeah, so Wizard's, okay. so Wizard's GIF. It's like... It's like hypnotizing me. It's like Hypnotoad. Oh, <laughs> nice. Uh, five points for Gryffindor. <laughs> All right. So, yes. So a lot of people are excited for this series. I am one of them. Um, all right. Moving on. We had talked about there being a female-led Plastic Man movie. I'm not sure if, uh, if um, there's going to be a female plastic man or if there's going to be a female lead and plastic man's in it. But anyway, uh, none of your business, a, a frequent offender said plastic man in capital letters, not watching another female led movies when the article, when the title character is a man. Yeah. My question for you is, did you ever read any Plastic Man comics or watch any cartoons he was in? Because I'll say you're a liar if you tell me yes. <laughs> solo Plastic Man, because I gotta keep remember the last time there was one. Yes, exactly. Calling, calling bullshit on this. And uh, and uh, our good friend Timothy Jones. Oh God. He said, "No offense, but having a female version of Plastic Man is a bit of a stretch." Sour grapes. Uh, sour grapes, everyone. Available in finer <laughs> newspapers across this great country. Uh, the kind of, it's the kind of terrible dad humor you can expect from Tim Jones. I love it. Well played, man. Well played. Uh, oh. Always good for one of them. And then our good friend 8-Bit Ray from the Gorilla Brain podcast said, at this point, I'm hands in the air with these casting decisions. Essentially, it boils down to trying to lure a new demographics for greater profits. When it's presented in such a way that it is forced overly apparent that you have an agenda discussed. We're not a sports show. You guys ever see that Allen Iverson press conference where they ask him practice? Yes. Talk about practice. We're doing this for plastic, man. 
Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Plastic man? Like right. this is the one we're gonna get all up in arms about? <laughs> we're yeah. gonna die on the plastic man it, it, hill. Yeah. It's Who it's cares? DC it's DC. It's not gonna do well. It's they're gonna screw it up somehow. There, there's so many greater problems in Warner Media right now. They'll probably and, put Joker in it. Like yeah, <laughs> plastic man is the one is like when you're like, What's well, a bridge too far? Right. <laughs> the line. Yeah, let's like let's chill with the fake indignant rage on plastic man. That's awesome. Yes. Absolutely. Come on. Ah, uh, Ray, Ray, Ray. Sounds like uh sounds like you're being challenged again. You might have to make another appearance on the show. <laughs> all right, all right. We also talked about, of course, the Loki trailer and uh how excited we were for that. Uh Timothy Jones again Ooh, says, I can't wait for this. I read that his take this takes place after Endgame and Loki uses the Tesseract to travel through time to after human history. I think he should go back and make Thanos say please before he gives him the Tesseract. That's actually like a real post. There's not there's not like a I, bad I, I, a I, bad I, joke somewhere in there. Like I read it like six times trying to like I, Yeah, Tim, I, I, I'm not disappointed. Who are you and what have you done Tim with Tim Jones? <laughs> <laughs> well, it just sounds like he has all sorts of a manner of things to say. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm just mm-hmm. it's very not Tim. Uh, Drew Williams said Quantum Loki. That's a, I, you know, I didn't think about that, but that's a lot of what this looks like. <laughs> yes. I can't believe we forgot to talk about last week that he's D.B. Cooper at the end of that trailer. Oh, yeah, I forgot yes. about that. Yeah, that we totally missed that. I'm disappointed in us. Oh, yeah, when he jumps yeah. out of the plane. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they, yes. how many people? How many people? How many kids these days know who DB Cooper was? Oh, very like none. Like that's a it's the same thing as asking him what uh, the what who Dorian Gray was. I mean, like yeah, well, DB Cooper is a real person. Yeah, so that's about the same. Dorian Gray is well, yeah, guy. but it's it's about the same level of like back knowledge that you'd have to have. Like, I'd say it's yeah. more like like do you know who Patty Hearst is? Mm-hmm. You know, it's ex- obscure like semi famous people from the seventies. You know, well, who yeah. knows who. Who knows what Quantum Leap was anymore? Yo, uh, <laughs> that's uh, I got that one. I, the rest I don't know. What you're yeah, I had, uh, great, I had the greatest Quantum Leap wait, pitch that I'm waiting on. to see a Belisario. All right, all right, wait, hold on. It's, it's tangent time. Don, are you saying you don't know who DB Cooper is? That, that is oh. correct. I may have seen him. I may know his face. Really? No, no, nobody knows his face. That's the whole point. Okay. So DB Cooper was this um, was this guy who hijacked a Pan Am flight and uh, stole a ton of money and then everyone got off the plane he continued no one knew they're actually being hijacked they fly back up into the sky and he literally parachutes out of his plane with this money and no one's ever seen or heard from him since no he completely vanished yeah huge manhunt couldn't find a trace of the money or the guy nobody knows who he was and there's people who search for the money today yeah Yeah. sounds like like a grand theft auto mission i did it's it's in it's it's one of those urban legends that yeah. turns out to be actually accurate. Like it actually wow. happened, and to this day, it's a mystery. It's like, it, you know, someday, like maybe in the next you know ten twenty years, somebody on their deathbed is going to, you know, pull a um, a deep throat and say, "Oh, uh, it was me." You know, right. so yeah. it's yeah. been fifty years. Yeah, I don't. I mean, like it's never happened. I mean, realistically, the guy probably died in the woods. Is oh, the only that makes sense. You, you know but, what? There, there's a, there's a theory going around that it was the guy who did the room. Um, Wasau, we, <laughs> Tommy uh, Wasau. Yeah, Tommy Wasau. That it was Tommy Wasau because nobody can figure out where he got the money to do the room. 
<laughs> Seriously, nobody so knows where he, he he's he's pretty <laughs> this guy, Tommy Rousseau, is incredible is very wealthy. Nobody knows where he got his money from. I mean, the answer is probably like drugs, <laughs> that, I'd that, that 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 is actually there is an episode of uh like the Twilight Zone or something for you. I would love to. Oh kid. They don't know how old Tommy Wiseau really is. They don't know where he came yeah. from. It's it's you know, there, there's this thing that hey, maybe he was DB. <laughs> All right, write the screenplay. Uh, there's JD. notes. There's notes. Uh, manual, <laughs> manual a. Uh, getting back to uh, oh, yeah. Loki, manual a. Carmano uh, said, "Looks amazing." So yeah. it does. Yes, it does. And then uh, uh, finally, we had talked about the Lando series. We kind of had said. Um, you know, you th- throw everything at the window or at the wall with Star Wars. Maybe you get uh, weird ideas like a Lando series. We weren't quite 100% on board with it. <clears throat> but Megapodtastic, Crazy Joe said, how exciting is Lando? I'm so psyched. Uh, if it's okay. Donald Glover, I'm in. I said it last week. It, it probably won't be even Donald Glover. Then I'm not as psyched. I mean, as long it, as it's a vehicle to develop the universe of star wars more and because it can infinitely continue go on and on and on you know i mean is din Djarin that interesting himself i mean to me no but everything around him uh so i mean any any more windows we get into that man i'm in i agree all right and then uh on a final note for social media man this this wasn't a, a reply to anything we talked about uh but we did get a shout out from um ctp mig one fan page they're at ctp mig mig one fan page on twitter uh, they said podcasts are awesome we have tons of faves but critical thinking leads the pack we all enjoy how rizzo 34 always knows how to get mig one talk talk crap off his game plus mig one is just nuts great show superhero speak is another one that we enjoy check them both out so thanks yeah, so thank you for that shout-out. Um, and if you guys want to know more about how you can follow us on social media so you can be a part of Social Media Madness, here's Don to tell you more. I know that guy. Enjoying the show? Want to be part of Social Media Madness? Make sure you are following SuperheroSpeak.com where you can find all of the show's social media links at the top of the page. While you're there... You can check out old episodes of the podcast, as well as some other great content. Check the site often, because we are posting some great comic reviews, as well as comic book and movie news content every day. Make sure and follow us on Twitter, at Superhero Speak. And while you're there, check out the rest of the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. You can follow them at stars underscore geek. Geek World All-Star Podcast Network include great programs such as the Pop Prison Power Podcast, Cult 45, So Wizard, Fans on Patrol, the Gorilla Brain Podcast, and of course, Superhero Speak. Search for hashtag GWAllStars. You will not be disappointed. Now, it's back to Dave and the boys on Superhero Speak. <laughs> Do, 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 do. Oh, <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for that, Don. No thank problem. Yeah. All right. Well, on that note, we're going to take our second commercial break and we'll be right back. After these messages. <laughs> 
All right, we're back. We have a little bit of news to talk about. Not a ton this week, but some things. Um, so our favorite topic on this show, we Someone. now know the Snyder Cut will be revealed in, uh, revealed, will be released in March of next year. They're pushing it up. They, it was supposed to be September originally, right? Uh, something like that. Why not? It's not like Quality Matters. Knock it out. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> uh, uh, hold, hold on, hold on. And there's a caveat. Zack Snyder said, if things get better in the theaters, it might also get released to the theaters. Well, what, four hour, a four hour move? What? They, I thought it was supposed to be like four hours. Yeah, that's desire, what I thought too. Their desire to shit on Whedon is so great. Oh, for real. <laughs> Jeez, they I mean, that, damn. It's, no, go continue. Go ahead. Don, uh, just, I just, <laughs> I, that's what they're, I mean, they completely want to destroy what he did as if anyone cared. It already destroyed itself. But anyway, um, you know, that, 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 that's what it looks like to me. Like, and I'm a Josh Whedon fan, not personally. I just as an X-Men fan, I like his astonishing run. I love the Avengers movie. So I am a big fan, but the fact that he, perceived himself and made others perceive himself as this women's rights person and then we learn not so much that he's kind of it's just their full-blown shit on weed and mode and so whatever they can do to promote this movie even though it's a bit unfair to me uh, i mean he he had a movie you now have a four-hour thing so i think um snyder has the advantage here but they're all for it because Weedon sucks now. He's a pariah in the industry. So obviously, this is the perfect time to do a Firefly reboot. That you know, <laughs> yeah. apparently Disney Plus is decided to to uh, at least well, they're trial ballooning about it. Yeah, as I say, that's a that I, that I'm, I'll wait till there's some real solid news that comes out about that. But but, but it's we got this covered. I mean, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> I saw some other sites that had it, not just yeah, giant freaking in roboter, <laughs> giant freaking robot. I'm sure they're they're very honest. So I'm going to take out my conspiratorial hat right now. Two weeks ago, everybody was freaking like, not everybody, like us nerds, but people in the industry were freaking out over Warner's decision because they basically violated a whole bunch of contract with this decision. Yeah. And they've tend they've tended to trial balloon the net, the how they handle their properties with HBO max and this movie in particular Mm. with Zack Snyder saying, yeah, this could go back to the theater. Is this a way to um, kind of calm everybody else down who's talking about suing Warner for contract violations. Like, they cut big, sweet checks to Gail Gadot and um, <clears throat> Patty Jenkins. Nobody else got asked their permission before. They were, and they were, they, those checks were supposedly so that Gal Gadot so they and Jenkins would, would talk up those shows well they had they also had to because they had to hit their bonuses like yeah it was it was hush money we both know that right I mean, well not even hush money it's it's like money that they would have gotten that they were being denied now they did not do that with anyone else right mm. yeah so is this a way to say hey if things get better all these things we promised you would be on hbo max will also go to the theaters i don't know if it's going to make things better and i don't know if warner is this competent quite frankly but it does make me wonder if we're uh we're offering a semi-olive branch to um, the, all the unions, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think they have to, because I don't think, I mean, I, I, I just don't think they're going to be able to do it. I think they're just, uh, the guilds are going to be against them. So they've got to do something to appease them. And not unless they cut several more millions upon millions of dollars but, in paychecks. But do they even have that kind of money right now? <clears throat> no. Exactly. So 
but that's to borrow the, it from Disney. But that's <laughs> the problem. And this, but you're not wrong. But that's the problem. Is like these contracts have to be, you have, have to be upheld. So what do you do? Like this is this is when you have like this is the problem having AT and T running Warner because they don't know how to deal with talent. They don't know how to deal with unions, quite frankly. So yeah. now they're in a situation where they're pretty boned and they're trying to figure out how to play it. And I don't know if this is the right way. Time will tell. Yeah, that, this is true. Um, so are we going to be running out to the theater to see it? God, no. <laughs> <laughs> For a four-hour thing? Are you kidding me? I mean, no. I'll, I'll, I'll no. get, I'll get uh, you know, one or two months of the subscription to HBO Max to watch it. But I'm not going to sit in a theater for four hours with, you know, it is, especially if, you know, it's still going to take a while before we all get the vaccine, you know. I don't want to go see a movie I like at the theaters, let alone one I know I'm going to hate. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. All right. All right. All right. So, but now we can get to the big news. And um, JD, so you want to go see the Snyder Cut in the theater. Yes. But would you go watch the Book of Fett in no. the theater? No, it's going to be 10 hours long. <laughs> I can't sit for 10 hours. Come on, man. So yes, we got, we got that amazing after credit scene in uh, The Mandalorian where Boba Fett shows up on Tatooine and, oh my God, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, Executes Bib Fortuna. Bib Fortuna, Fortuna That's, right. I couldn't think of Bib Fortuna. Yes, Bib Fortuna is sitting on Jabba's throne, which... That's another thing. Apparently, he took over Jabba's uh, empire. Um, Boba executes him. Actually, they pretty much kill everyone in the throne room. And then, uh, except for the slave girl, they let go free. Yeah. And then he sits on the throne. And uh, um, Bib Fortuna wasn't even objecting, really. He was like, hey, Boba. He's boom. (laughs) Yeah. Is is it like everybody, every side character becomes a mob boss? At the end, at, when when they leave, well, the show. it's like what, what's his name? The 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 guy with the robot body now. The the uh, what's his name? Who got cut in half? Darth Maul. Like, Darth Maul. Yeah, Darth Maul. He be, he becomes a mob boss, um, and they show him in uh, along with being along, Mandalore in, uh, in and Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, you got how many choices? New Republic. Yeah. Who knows about them? They're new. <laughs> mob boss. <laughs> <laughs> or mob boss. Or trying to be in an imperial remnant and yeah it doesn't work out for people unless you're a humanoid but it makes sense for boba fett to want to take over because yes, boba, it does. jabba left him in the sarlacc which we still don't know how he survived but now we have a whole show to figure out to let them tell us that story so it makes sense for him to be pissed right and want yeah. to go back but he can't go back until he has his armor and not only that though like him jabba's palace is actually a place of comfort for Boba Fett. That's actually where he hung out in between jobs, basically. Yeah. Um, so it, it really does make all the sense in the world that he's like, hey, I got my armor, slave one going, I got a new sidekick. Well, he knows where all the action is, knows knows all the contacts because he's hung out there. So Bib Fortuna's 500 pounds now. So yeah, he just... got Bib let himself go. <laughs> he certainly did. He was like morphing into Jabba. That he's got that giant frog going <laughs> so that's where that species comes from they just you sit on the throne and suddenly yeah eventually you become so a fat they're let who recede into their fat and they just so this contradicts uh your original prediction jd of that this was going what else the season was going to be boba's last stand obviously oh no this is way better than my crappy idea i'm way yeah. happier with this yeah so so well, Mando i think needs I, a ship 
I think I bought into the idea that this was Boba Fett's redemption story. I'm a sucker. This is not Boba Fett's redemption story. This is him, this is like Michael Corleone in Godfather Three. Like he falls further into the muck now, which is where you get some really good storytelling. How do they know they're going to do a whole Boba Fett show? Come on. Yeah, well, I mean, they talked about doing a Boba Fett a Boba Fett movie, so this is probably where that spun off from. I think you're probably right. I bet they kind of. I bet some of these Boba Fett taking over for Java ideas were hatched there. Was that Josh Trank's movie? Oh, I, I think know. so. Yeah. Oh, I thank God. So. Yeah, yeah. Dod- Boy, did we. Yeah, bullet dodged. Yeah, we lucked out with that. Um, um, such interesting character development, though, because we do see Boba Fett being honorable, right? Like, hey, until mm-hmm. the kid's yes. safe, I'm with you. And yeah. then as soon as that's done, hitting the hyperspace lanes over to Tatooine, and boom, now I'm a mob boss. And that's what happened. He didn't even make sure he got him back. He said, all no. right, I did my job. Right. You, were, you were in the same vicinity as the kid. Peace out. You got this. Yes. <laughs> I, I believe in you. So, <laughs> so of course, they didn't announce this uh, last week with all the news that came out from Disney. And it was I, like, I was confused because when you watch that, uh, that end credit, a lot of people thought, oh, well, that's going to be season three of The Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Right. So John Favreau was on Good Morning America and he straightened it out. He's like, no, it's a, it's a separate show. Um, and there is going to be a Mandalorian season three. Um, how could there not be? But the Book of Fett actually comes first, so I'm okay with that. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Is um Favreau heading up the Book of Fett? Have they told us who's showrunning that? Uh, hold on, I'm looking at the article. It does not say that who's interesting who's showrunning at this point. Favreau can just do whatever the hell he wants, right? I mean, yeah, it's much. like it's like you know, yeah, this, the mouse will just personally come and hand him, you know, a, a blank check and say, "Go ahead." <laughs> Which I'm, you know, I'm all for. Like, yes. I haven't, I don't think he's done anything bad. No, no. Yeah, no, there, there's no way because Disney Plus in itself is nearing $10 billion of revenue a year. Its projections for the next year are like $7 billion. And mind you, so are Netflix's. You know, those are the two big ones, Disney Plus and, and Netflix. But... <laughs> You know, Netflix, uh, their their expenses, their licensing fees are going to be in the $11 million range where Disney, they ain't got to pay none of that shit no more. Mm. Like half of that $7 billion in revenue is pure profit. So, um, yeah, well, Net- Netflix still has a, a place, though, because all these guys, they have all their own streaming services. And, and like we said before, there is, I mean, we're already in a period of consolidation, maybe not the main consolidation period. But like the initial, an initial, like, you know, before shock, pre-shock for that, there has to be one, um, you know, uh, one, one service that doesn't have much skin in the game where, you know, the others can offload stuff to once in a while, where, where, where you can go to see stuff from everybody. You want yeah. one service to rule them all? No, no, no. <laughs> but, you, but, th- but th- things will shift around. The problem is that if everybody goes to all their corners, then, then they're they're going to lose revenue. There is there is probably some calculation that can be made that yeah, Disney can have all their stuff on Disney Plus, but sometimes allowing some of the stuff to go to Netflix to drive more, you know a, a additional revenue. Like there that that would be there's enough of an audience there because there's stuff from other people, you know, all in one place that they'll be I able think, to get more that way than just keeping I, it. I on think there. you're going to see something that looks like syndication deals eventually. Yeah. I agree. When you're like on season three of the Mandalorian, 
well, let's put season one on Netflix and people who want to get caught up quickly will jump onto Disney Plus. Right. They'll use it as a loss. Even, it could even be a loss leader to bring people over to Disney Plus. Yeah. Might not. Yeah. I think that Netflix has to be calm and play the long game here because a lot of people bailed on them. Whereas Disney was spending a lot of money in the aughts. They bought Star Wars. They bought Marvel. They spent a lot of money. And now that all those debts have been paid... Yeah, like like Don said, they can really just, you know, make money at this point. But it takes a while to get there. Netflix is in a spot in a different place where they're not they would love to be an IP farm, but they're not quite there yet. So they need to focus on what they're doing well and not go crazy. Because you're right, eventually stuff will falter. Like let's see if HBO Max makes it two years. I'm yeah. dead serious about it. But uh, but keep in mind, Netflix, like when when they started selling DVDs or, or you know renting DVDs in the mail, that was the long game. When they mm-hmm. went from from DVDs to start uh, streaming video, they were one of the they were like the first. first. So so you know they are very good at playing the long yep. game. They'll so, be fine. They'll yeah. be fine. And they're they're into their um, original properties. A lot of them do really well. Their three seasons and out plan works really well. Like it keeps a constant stream of new stuff. I mean, all the, we talked about before, the best new things that are being created right now are being done on, on Netflix. Like Disney and HBO Max are pumping out uh, stuff based on previously established IPs. Netflix is out there trying to right. create a lot of things, you know, yeah. on top of utilizing the IPs like, you know, Masters of the Universe and um, <clears throat> like She-Ra been successful cartoons, Castlevania, stuff like that. And now they've got Stranger Things, which is their top thing. They got the Queen's Gambit. Like they're going to keep, They've kind of usurped the spot HBO used to have as right. far as that top level um, dramatic content that's now being produced by Netflix, not HBO. And they're doing well. I mean, Queen's Gambit, geez. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's a cultural phenomenon. Did you yeah. see what's happening with chess? Chess is more popular than it's been in like 50 years. People across this, it started like a chess boom. That's legitimate. Like, I see all these kids that are learning how to play chess because of this show. It's nuts. Yeah, it's weird. And it, and like you said, and why isn't HBO the leader anymore? Because like when they were on cable and they, they had fucked all these... up the ending, the game of Thrones. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> I, I know, but it's, it's just crazy. And it's like, they could be doing on HBO max what they did on yeah. HBO, but they're not. And, and that's the other issue is that like, yeah. Cause on HBO max, what are they giving us? They're giving us existing IP stuff that it got, that no one cares about anymore because of, Justice League, unfortunately. A, yeah. a big part of the problem has been the Warner media. Like, since Warner Warner combined with AT&T, there's been a lot of corporate reshuffling, right? We've seen it. Like, they tend to yeah. take it out on DC. Like, every time something with Warner media fails, it's house cleaning at DC. Like, Which is, every, like, cutting off your foot. Yeah. No, it's, no, because it's, like, expendable. Like, DC, there's no value in DC comics. There's value in DC in the DC characters. There's value in the DC IP. All that stuff, DC exists only as an IP farm right now, which makes it super expendable. Right. Right. That makes yeah. me sad. It's true, though. It's, I mean, like, It happens you know, all the time, though. Yeah, Warner doesn't do as good a job as Disney does as letting their subsidiary companies kind of exist and do their own thing. Like, Warner mismanagement has been a thing like I, it's it's been a thing since they merged with Turner and Turner was mismanaged and oh, Warner yeah. before that was mismanaged. Like it's just like yep. we're talking like three generations of corporate mismanagement that's just continued. We said before the HBO Max launch was completely bungled. Like they don't they don't have like it's the same thing when they launched the DC app. They had no real plans for anything, and everybody went, "Oh, that's cool for a weekend," and then bailed. Like Disney did not do that. The Disney had 
all their stuff, all their ducks ready to go. Warner pushed this thing. Like I shouldn't have to have HBO Max and Boomerang and like looking for the stuff of the world. It's like there's no, there's no consolidation, and this mm-hmm. is the back, the backslash of it. Yeah, they, they thought they launched HBO Max and they still had DC um, Universe on the side. They should, they should have and Boomerang and yeah. Boomerang. Yeah, they should have yeah. immediately said like those are ending and you're going to, and you'll be grandfathered into HBO Max. Yeah, they would have had it all to HBO Max. ready stream like Disney did with Hulu. Mm-hmm. When Hulu started, you got Disney. Yep. Yeah. Comcast, you guys see it. Comcast with Peacock, which yep. is you know, but. No, you know, that's mm. that's been that's been the downside of it. You know, they HBO has become a little bit of a victim, and they're still producing good content this year. This year alone, they had Watchmen and and uh, Lovecraft Country, and like there's still good stuff. It's just not like the dearth of good stuff that they're right. known for. Yep. Well, maybe Black Adam will be good. Oh, it will be. Same so right now. all right, all right. So I'm counting on 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 my DC guys, and especially you, uh, Don, because you're 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 the comic expert on a lot of things. Oh, okay. Um. Black Adam is now going to include Cyclone, um, which is a character. I mean, I know the character was introduced in Kingdom Come, but kind of. Um, I don't know like anything they did with her after that. And uh, she's going to be played. She, so she's going to be in Black Adam as part of the Justice Society, uh, played by actress Quintessa Swindell mm-hmm. from Trinkets, which I don't even know what Trinkets is. Sorry. Uh, so what do we like like or what do you think of this news? Do we want like this character's inclusion? Does anyone know this actress? I'm not familiar with her work. Um mm-hmm. the Cyclone character, she's the uh, granddaughter of the original Red Tornado, the original yeah. original Red Tornado. Okay. <clears throat> so I'm okay with that. I mean, quite honestly, the, the Cyclone character from a design perspective looks exactly like every looks like she looks like Jean Grey. She looks like every other, you know, red haired character. Yeah. You know, so I'm okay with them, you know, mixing things up a little bit. It's fine. You know, um, I don't know. It's Cyclone. It's not, and I'm more excited to know we're going to have a legit JSA in this movie. And we're going to yes. be doing some of Jeff Johns' best work was his Black Adam stuff with JSA. So if they're taking yeah. from that, fine, great. This, you know, the big thing though, this means a red tornado exists somewhere in this universe. Hmm. An, an Android red. That excites me. John, you read DC. What do you think? I mean, it's interesting. Well, no, it's interesting to bring her in instead of like, you know, one of the bigger names, but it does, it does at least bode well, or at least it tells us that they do have a a lot of um, backbench to pull from. So what do you think? Like, who, who would you say they should be pulling? Like we're getting Hawkman. Like they're not going to give us a Jay Garrick flash or an Alan Scott green lantern. Cause that will confuse the normal people. Yeah. Maybe a blue beetle, you know, not in the justice society. Well, what about no. Dr. Fate or is he too OP? Oh, he's oh, OP. Do go down. They should do Dr. Fate. If they, if they don't have a Dr. Fate announcement coming soon, I'll be disappointed. See, I Dr. Fate's they... not as interesting a character as Dr. Strange, though. That's the thing. Disagree. Dr. Flight, yeah. Dr. Fate is interesting. He's different than Dr. Strange. Well, he, he's, he's, yeah. Di- yeah, he's different, but well, it depends. It depends on which characterization, because again, like many people have worn the helmet. Yeah. So no, it's Kent Nelson, like in, in Naboo. That's what it is. It's all about Naboo, and whoever has it is is fine. And Naboo and and Hawkman and Black Adam have that lineage together back in uh, Kondak. So that's right. it's all it's all there. It's all built in. Doctor Fate is coming, guaranteed. So we have a Star Girl. What about her uncle? The original is it her uncle? But the original uh, Star Man that was in. I don't think that the the knights are related to her. I have to double check on that. Okay. I think that Jack Knight just gives her the staff. 
You're that being that's being said, at some point someone should do something with and cut James Robinson a nice it's, check and do something with Starman because that was such a good series. It was Ted Knight that gave him the gave him the no. Star, right? Ted Knight was, was the it? original. Ted Knight was the original Starman. Jack Knight was the Starman at the in the late nineties. Oh, his, I forgot about him. Star right, Girl. He's Ted Knight's son. Yeah, yeah. That's a, like a, a great series, man. Now, series. What about Wildcat? Do, do we want to see a, a yeah. Wildcat running around in a cat suit? I mean, it looks talk- good. In, looks good we- in the comics and the cartoons. No, no, we talked did about Catman. I think that was wrong. They said Catman, and it was like, but when we were talking about it, it sounded like they got the thing wrong. Yes, yeah, it, so it was. It was Randy. On, uh, yeah, it was Randy talking about it on uh, social media, and um, it was who is Sylvester Stallone going to oh, play? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, and he said <laughs> Catman. <laughs> But he sounded like he described Wildcat. Yes. Yeah. So maybe I mean Wildcat's a, a JSA member. I'd like. Yeah, I'd like to see it. I mean, like I, I don't know. I, I hope it's the. I hope they're doing something about the JSA existing in World War II because that's the best use of the JSA. Oh yeah, let's bring the Spectre in. <laughs> Hell yeah, let's bring the Spectre in. Wrath of God on these things. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know. Yeah. Bring, well, you know what? Bring bring it back in and and got, have the guy from Arrow uh, play. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, they might as well go whole hog and just Think go about for that, it. Judy. Huh? Stephen Amell as the Spectre is the Spectre, the Spirit of Vengeance. Yeah. That works. Yeah. Someone cut John a check. It, it, <laughs> it, it, well, it works and it brings the CW universe right around into full circle. And, you know, I bet he would do that. If you offered Stephen Amell a chance to play the Spectre, I think he would jump. He's a bit of a nerd. He would jump for that. Oh, yeah. yeah but you guys uh, think Sylvester Stallone could play Wildcat? Is that what? Oh, yeah. He's Rocky Balboa. He's yeah. also it's like all, eighty. I say he might, confused. he might get confused. He might get confused. I'm the law. Oh, wait. <laughs> that's the wrong DC property. <laughs> that's perfect for Wildcat. It'd be. It's like <clears throat> yeah. can't get better. Can't get better. Yeah, I mean, because it, it's obviously going to be a cameo. He's not going to have a big role in uh, the Suicide Squad. So, yeah. <laughs> all right. And uh, and speaking of uh, casting news, um, John, you should be excited about this one. Uh, oh, oh, criminy! Like, okay, so, so in in terms in terms of this story, this is Chris Pine rolling a, a critical one. Chris Pine is the star in the Dungeons and Dragons movie uh, that Paramount is making. He's he, he's 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 yeah. rolled in that one, and uh, he, he's he. I mean, it was about time he failed it. So, are you saying you object to the casting? Although we don't know a whole lot no, about. No, I think he objects well, to them making a, a this, Dungeons and Dragons. Movie. This is this is like okay. this is like he- hearing that they're going to redo the Mario Brothers movie. Um, it's there's literally <laughs> is it that bad. There, there's very literally. Have you seen the first two? Right. No, 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 no movies. I, I get what you're saying. <laughs> like, yes. I'm worried that it doesn't say. Um, so we don't know a whole lot about it. You know, Chris Pine will star in Paramount's Dungeons and Dragons movie. What it should read, what would make everybody happy is Chris Pine will star in Paramount's Dungeons and Dragons movie based off the fantasy realm of Forgotten Realms. Then I get excited. But yes, to your point, if they're just going to do a generic Dungeons and Dragons movie. Like they've done the last three times. Like they've done the past three yeah. times. Then yeah, it's it's going to be a shitbox. But if they would actually... Uh, do a Forgotten Realms, Drist, or something, you know, along those lines. Uh, yeah, it could be gold. I've I I don't I don't know if um oh what's Ari Salvatore would would uh you know I don't know if eh, he might. 
I've met him. I met him once. I don't. I'm, I've commented still... on his Twitter that it's a crime that those haven't been made into movies, and he liked it. Yeah, I, I, I mean, yeah, it is. I mean, there's some of the best. So it, it's one of the best storylines of all time, um, in in Dungeons and Dragons. Like you know, um, although I heard rumor it could be Dragonlance, which I don't get because Dragonlance is nowhere near as popular as good as Forgotten Realms. But yeah, that peaked like thirty years ago, right? Exactly. And it, and it was quickly overrun. Like you get into Forgotten Realms, you've got, um, you you've got some of the the you know Mordenkainen and also some of the most Catterly. Yeah, at Catterly and uh, all the all the wizards, some of the most interesting characters in Dungeons and Dragons. And you have Menzo Baranzan for you women out there yeah. that want to see a society where the women run the show. There you go. You want to see some women bitch slap a bunch of guys around? Menzo Baranzan is your place. Yeah, but I, I, getting back, like the first three movies were not good. And unless Agreed. they unless they brought in critical role to I, I, to do I, I, it, I don't know that like the storyline is going to survive at Hollywood rewrite. I, I love doing this show on video now because the expression on JD's face is, "Man, this this nerd show just got really nerdy." <laughs> you nerds! Every nerd has a has a cultural blind spot. Dungeons and Dragons is my cultural blind spot. I don't know what you. I remember the cartoon from when I was a little kid. That is my extent of my Dungeons and Dragons. Now, see, that would be a good movie. I would watch that because I remember that. that. Because that's still unbelievably popular. I don't understand why they never did that because that's what people grew up with. That's what kids liked. That was popular. Like that would have made money. Why they didn't do that is beyond me. They really made three other Dungeons and Dragons movies. How have I existed and not known that? Wait, three other, just three. Wayne's brothers were in one of them, or was it just one? What? No, he yeah, was he was. Yeah. He was. He was in one of them, and it, it was uh, Statham was in one of them too. Some big Jesus actors Statham? were in that movie. Really? Yes. How did I yeah. not know? I gotta look this up. I'm just like, is this a Mandela effect thing? From <laughs> no, no. Don't even start with that. Oh my god. There's a universe where they are. They were popular movies. <laughs> i'm like gobsmacked i had no idea so you're, so you're saying chris pine star power isn't enough to save a dungeon dragons movie john nothing is powerful enough to save a dungeon dragons again unless there's a group called critical role if they if if they took it over and and like i think consulted, either that or dead gentlemen like i i, I don't know if anybody think, nobody knows who they are dead, dead gentlemen could 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 probably make it hysterically funny at least i i think the problem is like you have shows like game of thrones being real popular except for the ending and uh the witcher being popular and it's like oh well why can't we do a dungeons and dragons movie now you're right that's exactly what it is right but it's like but you did it three other times and it didn't work so paramount like sorry i'm gaps i mean i had no idea this jeremy irons is in this movie they came out 20 years ago? Yep. I, <laughs> oh, I, I remember. Have, That's the one I went and saw in the theater. I I, and I, I yeah. clearly grew up in a different universe. You know, there, there are movies like this that, that you know, you know, the, Tom this, Baker's this much time, in this movie? Yeah. There are, there are movies like this that, you know, they're, they're cult classics. These are never going to be cult classics. No. <laughs> these aren't those movies. No, these are not these those are, movies. <laughs> these are not the movies you're looking for. And yes, there are a, a ton of famous people that have got passed through those gates um, and then quickly forgotten that they ever did. <laughs> yes. I bet you if you go and ask them at a con, they're like, what are you talking about? Yeah. I, I wasn't in that movie. No, no. I, I know not of whence you speak. <laughs> now we know what JD's doing when we get off the. the no, no, I'm really not. 
<laughs> I'll forget about this the second we sign off. I'm just I'm, like I'm more astounded that a trilogy of these movies exists, and I somehow miss the entire thing. That's where I'm astounded. Well, it's not a trilogy because like they don't have anything to do with each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah they're three There's separate, three movies. Okay, fair yeah. enough. I, I bow, <clears throat> I bow to my superior nerds on this. One. All right. Well, that <laughs> is all the news we have. Slow week. Yes. So we're gonna take our final commercial break. And then we're going to wrap up 2020, guys. Thank God. <laughs> Got a bad feeling about this. After these messages, we'll be right back. All right. So, so we're going to wrap up 2020 with deck cord, right? Because, <laughs> you know, it just needs to go the hard way. All right. So, so I think, okay. All right. So I put down some talking points uh, for 2020. To talk about, um, this is the year from hell. Uh, like everyone's feeling it. There's no, no, no one's, no one's coming out of 2020 going. I had an amazing year. I really don't think that's happening. Favreau. Um, no, oh, yeah, this is true. <laughs> uh, all right. You probably spent all the extra no, time you had writing. So. No average person is coming out of 2020 feeling that way. How's yeah. that? Yeah, fair enough. Um, but I just put down some talking points. So, so let's talk about. The movies of 2020, what we saw, what we liked. Uh, there aren't many that came out. Uh, the first movie that I saw in 2020 was Sonic the Hedgehog. So, so you start. So that's that's a good start for 2020. Very, very yeah. Very good. It's actually it's actually the <laughs> only movie I saw in the theater this year. So, so yeah, I'm I'm dying to get back to the theater just because of that. Um, yeah, I guess. Is uh, that a great I, thing to say in 2020? We'd be dying in the theaters. Oh, yeah. <sighs> How about in 2021? Uh, I did tweet that 2021 would be my year, just because apparently no one did that, and I wanted to be the first. So Yeah, because you don't want to... Way to get ahead of the curve. Because <laughs> you notice how, like, no one's... Everyone's still shell-shocked. No one wants to say that. Um, and then the first movie that we reviewed this year was Bloodshot. That JD fell asleep through. Did you ever go back and rewatch it? God no. <laughs> uh, bad. It was just not good. Yeah, I think that is the very definition of bad. I mean, <laughs> no, because like a bad movie is you know like Suicide Squad. That's bad. Like this was just there. Like I don't. Yeah. It felt like it felt like a movie. Like we said this at the time. It felt like a movie from like 1995. Yes. Yeah. It was the best superhero movie of like 2000. No, X-Men came out in 2000. Oh, oh, okay. I'll stick with 1995. Okay. Like, <laughs> best superhero movie in 1995. Yeah, pre-Blade. Yeah. Um, how about how about Birds of Prey? That came out this year too, guys. You know, yeah. I didn't see it, but I my brother Volsker raves about uh Ewan McGregor's performance. So, but that's the only good thing I heard about it. Speaking of Ewan McGregor performances, I saw um, Dr. Sleep in the theater in 2020. This oh, the last yeah, thing yeah. I saw. I quite enjoyed that. Well, I heard about it. I haven't seen it yet, I, but I heard good things about it. It's got a difficult, it, it has a difficult task of trying to mesh Stephen King with Stanley Kubrick, and yeah. it does the best job possible. And Ewan McGregor's really good in it. I, I quite enjoyed the movie. So hmm. That's good. Cool. See? So, so there you go. There was someone. I want to say a week later we went into like lockdown, like it was that close. Yeah, it feels that way. Um, let's see what else came out. Oh, onward, 
came out this year. That was great. We all enjoyed that one, right? Yeah. 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 D&D centric. D&D centric. Uh, Frozen for Boys, I think is the best way to describe it. Yeah. Yeah. Rob, that's probably the movie of the year. Oh, oh, wait, wait. I mean, I'm just thinking off the top of my head, man. But then we move on to another movie we reviewed. Bill and Ted Face the Music. That was fun. Yeah, that was fun. So wait, I, uh, come on! It's not a it's not a great movie, but it's a necessary one, and it, no, it's and it was great, enjoyable. It was it's a great enjoyable. movie. Like it was a great movie in this in this climate. This was oh. a great movie. Yeah, well, yes. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's not going to make my top ten, but it's I'm I'm going to recommend you, it. I'm going to recommend top, it. Top ten of 2020. Are you uh, sure? Well, yeah, top ten. Well, there's not much for top for top, yeah. It, it you, probably makes top ten in twenty twenty. Do, do you know how difficult it's going to be to put together the Nerve Madness movie section this year? Uh, yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, I don't even know if we're going to have a movie section. How about um, a movie I haven't watched yet? But it was JD's White Whale. <laughs> I still want to see it. I it actually just, was in the theater and saw it. Wait, so I think, what? So what'd you think, Don? I liked it. Thank you. I really, I really did enjoy it. It worked as a one-off. Spoiler alerts: uh, the way they use Danny Moonstar powers to basically make this whole movie—that's why it's a scary, trippy movie. That's actually a mutant power that is is being used on him. So it was really, really, uh, really interesting. I, I know I listened to um, So Wizard recently because they recently saw it and reviewed it, and I, I was surprised to hear that none of them liked it, uh, but I, I really did. Um, I, I, know, I know people made fun of yeah. uh, Cannonball's accent, but I will tell you, my grandparents were from Kentucky, and guess who Cannonball sounded like? Them. So yeah. he, he did actually a good job on the accent, uh, for those of you that are familiar with the Kentucky accent, which I'm sure is the majority of you. And... Um, I, I I really liked it as a one-off. I really did. And they could tie it into the MCU and it would make sense. And I, I never, I can't ever remember her name, but everybody else loves her. The the girl that played magic, that is, that's magic. Oh, that's, Anya Taylor. Yeah. 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 Joy. Anya Taylor, Joy. whatever. Yeah. And it's, yeah. Um, I, I, so yeah, I liked so, it. So JD, you haven't watched it yet? No, wait until it's like free with my prime. I'm not going to pay for it. You guys have scared me for the last three years. Uh, well, you know, I mean, it's it's been a fun ride waiting for this thing to come out. But yeah. well, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm hating it, but I haven't seen it yet. So I, I, I know, and I just it just I just saw that it's uh, on demand now. So I'll probably watch it this week. Oh, is it okay? Then I'm going to watch it because like twenty bucks is a little bit to spend. Yeah, no, I'm not going to spend any money to like, watch that. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm going to be patient. Like <laughs> right. if it's if it's if it's available on my Prime for free now, all right, I'll give it a look. I'm pretty sure. I'm, I'm pretty sure. Like, I'm not going to buy it. I'll, I may rent it if the rent is if it's rented for like yeah, yeah. ten bucks. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So, 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 so as soon as it's free, everyone, we will review it on this show. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> we're not paying for it. Um, all right. So that's that's like okay. You guys have any other movies that you watched? Oh, it's a wet fart year, man. <laughs> I've got I've got I've got a few. Well, okay. I had I had onward on my list. Um, and yeah, pulling this list together. Well, yeah, uh, pulling list together is very hard. I started as soon as we started talking on this podcast today. Um, but no, I there was a few that I got reminded of. Old Guard was good. Okay, not um, in our wheelhouse. Trolls Two was at least in my house with the two little girls. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, Mulan. Hmm? Mulan. No, no, that was. Well, not. It came out, but that came out. Like I'm just saying, it um, was a movie. 
let me, I'm, I'm pulling up IMDb DB. here for a second because there was The Gentleman, which I watched. I was sick and I, w- I didn't care what I was going to watch at the time. And that w- I, that just caught my eye and, and I, I stopped on it and I nearly fell asleep. But then, um, then the movie played. Uh, it's got Matthew McConaughey in it and Michelle Dockery and Jeremy Strong and Colin Farrell and Tom Wu, all these people and Hugh Grant's in it. Uh, it's a, it's a kind of mob mob boss versus mob boss show. And uh, it it was really good. Does Matthew McConaughey play a, a, a mob boss? What, what yes. Does he play? Yeah. He, he plays, he plays like the, the king of pot. All right, all right, all right. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it was an easy, an easy, uh, easy characterization for him. Um, but uh, yeah, easy portrayal. He, he, uh, yeah, it was good. It was really good. So that was good. What else do I have? Oh, and the only other one was another Anya Teller Joy uh, show, Emma, which turned out to be pretty good for a period piece. Yeah. Anya, Anya Teller Joy, keep your keep your eye on her because she has she has a range that is just completely underrated right now. She was the witch. She's been saying that for the last couple of years. She was great in the witch back in the day. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of horror movies, uh, there's a cool little horror movie that came out that I forgot about. Color Out of Space with Chris, with uh, Nicolas Cage, directed by Richard Stanley in his big comeback. It's a Lovecraft, bizarre horror movie, but it was a lot of fun. Cool. All right, you, yeah. Don, anything else? That's all I, the only one I... For me, it was New Mutants. Everything else, I, I and uh, other than Onward, we uh, watched that. I mean, that's yeah. I can't think of any others. I think we basically named every movie that's come out in twenty twenty. Yeah, I, think so. I mean, we're supposed <laughs> to see Black Widow, The Eternals, uh, Wonder Woman, Wonder I'm, Woman. <laughs> I'm going through the list on Rotten Tomatoes of the best movies. I never heard of most of them. Like. It has not been a good year for movies. No. And really most of not. most of them were probably released in theaters overseas because in in the US we were just, you know, we're so yeah. stupid about COVID that we had to lock down for most of the time. Yeah, everyone else is catching up with us. So Well, that's because they have a super strain now well, in the EU. Since we were uh <laughs> since we were all trapped in the house, we got to watch a lot of TV, right? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, whatever um, you could get your hands on at this point. So of course, uh we talked about the Mandalorian earlier. Uh, that that season was amazing, um, and uh, and then there was season two of the boys. I know JD, you don't watch it. Uh, I know we know how you felt about it. That dominated like seven weeks of our show. <laughs> uh, it just it was it it was tough for me. You know, I, I was on board at first, and then by the time I got to the end of that season, I was like, I can't do this. Well, the jerking off on top of a building that I I was just. What you know? There's there's this shock is, oh. value. Yeah, th- yeah. I mean, you're absolutely right, Don. There's there's shock value, and then there's just like you know, you can go too far with this. Right. It's just no. Now you're just being silly. Yeah. Um, now, see, I put this one on my list, and I'm not sure if because did it originally come out in 2020 or just came to uh, uh, broadcast television in 2020, and that was Star Girl. That's when I you know watched it. So I forget that was the big that was the beginning of this year, wasn't it? I forget. Well, it was originally on the the app, the the app. DC mm-hmm. Universe, yeah. yeah, which is where I watch it. But it's it's listed as twenty twenty, so I'm counting it because okay. we twenty twenty needs this. <laughs> needs the a crisis win. crossover happened this year, or was that end of last? It was year? last year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we kind of, and that's the other thing. Like, 
I was gonna. I was kind of put that on the list. I put Flash and the so on on the, on the list because all those see all those shows kind of ended early. They had to cut their season short, and they and they fizzled. Like the yeah. the, uh, the Flash turned into basically the uh, tale of the wandering writers. Um, yeah. You know, a lot of, a lot of those shows just lost their focus, and I think I think Ruby Rose kind of um, yep screwed things up on on Batwoman. Um, Plus, yeah. plus they had to end early. So, yeah, and then we're not getting new shows until next year, right? So, but to, well, wait, why aren't we talking about stuff like Animaniacs? Oh, that's good stuff. There were yeah. some good cartoons. Animaniacs was a good one. Oh, there was <clears throat> excuse me. Animaniacs was really good. Um, that's all I remember. Yeah, Star Star <laughs> Stargirl was on my list. I also have Queen's Gambit. Okay. Um, the new Scooby Doo mystery movies was really good. I watched that with Andy all the time. I didn't see that. DuckTales season three. Yeah, DuckTales. Wasn't there a Transformers series released this year? There, oh, yeah, yeah. It's Transformers on Netflix. I forget the. the it. it was really good, actually. Uh, the uh, uh, Age of Cybertron. That actually was really good. Was it? And, <clears throat> yeah, it was really. John, I think you'd like it, actually. I recommend it. And then it's short, too. Uh, because I'm a, I'm a Beast Wars guy. Like that, yeah. that was like the, the twists and turns in that, even though some of them were. As always, driven by Hasbro, going, "Hey, we need. We're putting out a new toy." Um, but they, but the writers, the writers that they get for these Transformers shows are, are good. Yeah, this yeah. this this show skews older. Like it's meant for us. Like it's not selling a lot of toys with this line, and it really retells the origins of how they left Cybertron. So mm-hmm. I mean, it's only five episodes. So I'd highly recommend it. We dogged on HBO earlier, but they actually had some good shows this year. Now that I'm looking at it, like they had Lovecraft Country, they had yes. Watchmen. They had Raised by Wolves. Oh, yeah. I forgot about I've Watchmen. never seen Watchmen, too. The Damn. Vow was a really good uh, documentary series. So, I mean, there's some there's some stuff, man, that, that HBO has actually put out. Maybe we were a little too quick to read HBO's epitaph on this show because there's there's actually some <laughs> smart stuff. People are talking about The Flight Attendant. I haven't seen that one yet Um, because <clears throat> I don't have HBO Max. But, I mean, people – I mean, the, I didn't like The Outsider as much as other people did. I like the. I think the book was better, but I mean, like HBO was was doing stuff. This this is true. Yeah. Well, like, um, was anyone paying attention? Yeah. It, Watchmen it, got a lot of praise, man. Yeah. If, if I may, I'm going. I'm going to add something for the anime crowd. Please. Um, th- this year, uh, they had uh, season three of, and and JD, you love these titles. Love is it. it wrong to try and pick up girls in a dungeon? And <laughs> we've mentioned this one before, and I said I'll yes. tell my joke again. Yes. Yes. Um. <laughs> Well, okay, so season one was good. Season two was awesome. Season three is probably one of the best anime seasons uh, I've, I've ever seen. Um, it, it is, the, the storyline is so deep and so, like, it basically rips into your chest and, and you know, takes your heart out and shows it to you. It's, it, there, there are some there that come close to when you... Uh, when you first thought, "Hey, is that Luke?" Like they come close to that feeling. Like you know, I, I would, I would say anybody who like likes anime, that is a show that you should watch definitely. If that's that's in my top five. What about the um, Hero Academia movie? Were you into? My brother raved about it. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, the Hero Academia movie, and I, I didn't get to, I haven't gotten to see it or. or or pirate it yet but the uh the <laughs> demon could be a slayer federal movie. crime soon yeah <laughs> um but the the demon slayer movie too um 
is uh, from all accounts was good. And Demon Slayer uh, is probably one of the most critically acclaimed uh, anime shows um, in, well, forever, basically. So, you know, I mean, Hero Academia is like, you know, shooting fish in a barrel, but. (laughs) Um, So, So here's a question for the group. Does anyone here have CBS All Access? No. No. Oh, so no one watched Picard. Okay. I used to have it, but that but that was a while back and there was just nothing on there. Yeah. You know? And then and Enterprise, I could never get into it because it's just too dark. I mean, it's not it's not Star Trek. Yes. It's not our Star Trek. Um it's not just not our Star Trek. It's the whole point that you can't call it Star Trek when there's no hope in it or when everybody's stabbing each other in the back. It's just you know, the whole point of Star Trek, as Roddenberry would have said, is it shows how humans could be. If I, we just got off our asses and stopped stopped with all the, you know, racism and, and greed I, and everything. I, I've said this uh, time and time again that Star Trek went to crap as soon as Roddenberry died. So, yeah, Rick Berman was a horrible, horrible showrunner. Yeah, yeah. They threw away the Star Trek Bible when he died. It was just like, why? That there's a reason it exists. Yep. That is what Star Trek is. It's why people like it. And yeah. Um, anyway, all right. So none of us watched that. How about any? How about you, Don? Any shows you got into this year? Just the Mandalorian. Uh, <laughs> I think Castlevania season three. Was oh, right oh yeah. If you talk like that, makes the boys look like you know a rated G <laughs> show. That looks the boys look like Bambi. Yeah. I mean. Man, um, and me that, and the wife got into the boys, yeah. I guess uh, I'll add that in, and that's it. I'm not a TV guy, man, I'm a comic book video game guy. Well, then let's talk books because our good friend uh, JD at one point this year pointed out we're a comic book podcast, we need to review more books. So, we actually reviewed a bunch of comics on the show this year. Um, classics, the classics, the classics, the classics. I mean, mm-hmm. of course, we did The Killing Joke. Uh, New Frontier, The Death of Gene DeWolf, Green Lantern Rebirth, Craven's Last Hunt, Kingdom Come, uh, and Spencer and Locke. Um, so out of those books that reviewed, who, which, which one was your favorite that we read this year? John? Mm, now, see, I'm torn because, again, like, uh, I'm a manic depressive guy, so I'm always looking for things to keep my spirits up. And Spencer Locke is just not that. Although there is a thread of hope in there, yes. um, as the author told us in an interview, go go back uh, two weeks or was it two weeks and and uh, see that episode two or three weeks ago, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, but you know that I would I would recommend it heartily. I mean, it's it's a work of art. Um, so, but but to keep your spirits up, I would go New Frontier. New Frontier, I really really like. You know that storyline and and the the um what it represents you know I, and i thought i thought rebirth was good too but uh, on a more technical merit than like uh, feeling so john you like things that make you happy is that, is that what you're telling oh. me any anything that keeps me from you know Wonderful. from having to hit the bottle again yeah. okay well so <laughs> great i got great news for you i can't wait for you to watch that last episode of mandalorian and you'll be able to loop Luke Skywalker coming to save the day. Anytime you feel you, down, you do, you you just do that too. Do you do that Absolutely, too? Absolutely, yes. I do. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? Damn like right. you find something like that. I, I'm rewatching a few things now because because they're good and they're, you know, like the the whole Dragon Ball Super arc. Um, 
because you know it's just fun to watch something where you don't have to worry about what's going to happen you know the good guys are going to win it's just the journey that's so much fun yeah you know i finally watched that that's uh, i finally watched through super and yeah that was cool boy does that show know how to do a tournament and yeah. and like you know oh goku's gonna win the good guys are the win but it just it goes down in a different way well yeah anyway. you, you think you, you know he's gonna win but magato no kukui right right <laughs> so 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 Don, <laughs> you haven't been Don on a jacker lot, of my show. You haven't, <laughs> you haven't been on a, on a lot of episodes this year, but you've reviewed a lot of comics for the website. Mm-hmm. Do any of them stand out as one of your favorites? Yeah, and it's really, really unlike. Okay, there's a tie. Um, so the first one is the D and D stuff, the Spine of the World stuff, mm-hmm. which is actually more recent. That was really cool. Um, Spawn three eleven. I gave a ten capes out of ten. Yes, hmm. you did. Um, and that was because I spoke to somebody that actually knew about Spawn and could tell me how significant it was that Gunslinger Spawn was at the end of there. Oh, mm-hmm. now I get it. okay. Um, so that one was good. Quantum and Woody. That is yes. not me at all. But I really thought that was I, I enjoyed those. I really think they should have got more press than they got. Yeah. Um. So that that would that would be it. The 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 Dungeons and Dragons spine of the world, Quantum and Woody, and then Spawn three eleven. I gave a perfect score to. Oh, don't forget the My Little Pony Transformers crossover. That was actually that was really like in reading that I'm like, how they're not gonna okay, this is gonna be dumb. This isn't gonna make sense. And then I read it I'm like, wait a minute. They, yeah, this makes sense. Yeah. Holy they, fuck. They they wrote it like the show, which I was so happy about. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I mean, of course, I read my X Men stuff all year, but I'm 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 hills and valleys with that right now. Yeah. Some days I feel like saying, "Hey, Ray, come back. Let me let me apologize <laughs> to you." And then other days I'm like, "No, this is fucking brilliant. They just reread. They just retcon Apocalypse's oh. whole history, and he's actually a hero." Um, the, Hick- oh, yeah. the Hickman effect, right? <laughs> Ray is going to be impossible in the group chat now. Anyway, um, <laughs> but you, JD. Um, I haven't read nearly as many comics this year because I kind of, I kind of had to put all my my spending money into the author business. Mm-hmm. So my comics reading, like sort of stuff we read in the show, Kingdom Comes, my one of my favorite pieces of fiction. So that's always going to win for me. Uh, as far as the comics I did get to read, I love, and again, I'm going to sound super biased with this, but I do love this book, um, <clears throat> Rich Duick's, uh Sea of Sorrows. I got to read issue two before it came out. Man, him and Alex Cormack are doing an amazing job just with like super scary, legitimately scary horror books. Yeah. And I, I just, man, I love, I, Rich and I are kind of the same vibe. Like he's doing just some really good work with this book. And I, I, I love Rhoda Bones. I said it was my favorite book last year. I meant it. And his follow-up, which isn't a sequel, but they're like kind of genre similar. They are super genre similar. It's amazing. The first, the splash page for issue two of Sea of Sorrows is literally the scariest damn thing I've ever seen in a comic book. Huh. I can't recommend it enough. I don't want to spoil it because it comes out uh what this Wednesday. Tomorrow. But just like yeah, or, yeah. Yeah, Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday is now. Like Rich sent it to me and I opened the PDF and I dropped my phone. I was like, Jesus Christ, man. And I texted him. <laughs> I texted him, I'm like, what are you doing to me? And I just it was such it's such a it's a slow burn book, but it's really good. So I'm, I highly recommend it. As far as actual books, um uh my favorite book that I read this year was probably The Institute by Stephen King. I really not, like that book. Really? Not, not, harvest, not harvest Moon? I'm, I can't say. Well, first of all, it came out in 2019. The re-release yeah. came out in 2020. I, I, I mean, like, it, it sounds cheap to plug my own stuff like that. Yeah. But, I mean, I like I like my work. But, you know. Well, well, well maybe John will, will plug it. 
Oh wait, you didn't. Well, I'm I'm still I've I still have to read it. And you you he <laughs> I got yeah, well I gotta go, I gotta get the which I I have to the ask book, you the what book the of words. The the I'll send it to you. Okay. Um, oh well uh, the, the one of the books I'll pay I, you for it. the book I forgot on the list that you we also did. reviewed that we all loved was Civil War. Uh I hated that book. <laughs> yeah, that but that I, was I, after all the hype, after all these years of not reading it and reading it for the first time because of this, I was very underwhelmed. I, uh, I think it's aged terribly. I think I said that on the show. Do yeah, yourself again. a favor. Do not read the follow-up Civil War II um, by yeah. Michael Bendis. <laughs> Stay away if you don't like well, it. Well, again, it's it's one of those books where it was like, I you can see the, the, ge- the, the germ of the idea that uh, Miller wanted to tell, and then it was broken up because of how they wanted to market the book, and that's that's a whole no, other thing. Kind of like Firefly. Um, Corporate marketing kills good comics. But I do. I agree with John. I think the favorite thing that I read this year, because I hadn't read it before, and we read it before the show, was Spencer and Locke. I mean, that was just, you know. Didn't it surprise you? Oh, yeah. It's just, it's not what you expect going in. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, like you said, it's dark, but it's telling a real story kind of, and it's, it's hitting on real emotions is I think is the way to put it. So. And every yeah. once in a while you turn the page, it's like, Oh, I remember that from, you know, Kelvin and Hobbes and, you know, so. Yeah. Which, uh, which led to the author of the book reaching out and saying, Hey, I love what you had to say. And I was like, wow, why don't you come on? He's like, cool. Um, so I wanted to give a shout out for all the great guests that we had uh, this year. Um, our first guest this year was, Oh, I can't even, I can't say his name now. Lou Mogan, right? Mogan, yes. Uh, R.T. Thorne was a guest this year. Uh, James Camacho, who uh, is on Lock and Key, an actor, one of the actors on Lock and Key. Uh, Jimmy Pomoletto. Pomiani. Pomiani. Oh my God. I did. Okay. (laughs) Jimmy Pomiani was on the show. Uh, Eric Groins, who plays the gambler on Stargirl. Uh, What? (laughs) Goins, Eric Goins. No, it's Goins. You said Groins. Is it Goins or is it Goins? <laughs> it's Goins. It is Goins. I remember him telling me that when he was on the show. Uh, we had, of course, George O'Connor, uh, author of Charlie's Spot. Um, Rich Dewick and uh, Joe Mulvey was on talking about Wailing Blade and their other books that they work on. And, of course, David uh, Pepos of uh, Spencer and Locke. So, yeah, we had uh, not a lot of interviews this year because usually we get most of them at cons and yeah. there weren't any cons this year, but we had a lot of great interviews this year. So, yeah. Thank you to everyone who's been on the show. Um, hope you enjoyed it and hopefully we can get some more great ones next year. So what's, uh, let's let's see. Let's, uh, anyone have a favorite moment from, from 2020 uh, besides it ending? <laughs> I, I'm... I'm going to be corny and say this but it, it just happened friday night when i was watching the mandalorian uh season two finale i mean that was it's like luke skywalker coming to, to save us from 2020 uh, <laughs> how it makes me feel it's so nice and if, i'm gonna have that same moment in about two hours from now <laughs> yeah how about how about you jd selfishly i'm gonna go with the we did a great job at the harvest moon kickstarter like we uh we quintupled our ask it was a small ask. It was a the first Kickstarter ever ran for a novel, and it's a really small space on Kickstarter. And it went really well, and kind of redefined the way I want to do my business marketing from now on. And a lot of that came from, you know, podcasts like this. And I got myself out there, and like I I, I was on Don's show, and he let me have a little bit of a platform. And 
um, that was a real highlight for me. It was just, you know, really getting to <clears throat> introduce my wares to people who might not hang out on Amazon at the time. And it was, uh, it was fun. I enjoyed that. So I'll be a little selfish on this one. Oh, and I enjoyed paying JD to kill me. I enjoyed killing you <laughs> immensely. <laughs> I can't wait to read it. <laughs> so is that your favorite moment, John, of 2020, being killed by JD in a book? I, I don't, I don't know, but from Get, from the the evil look on his face, I I, I assume so. <laughs> it's like, getting his money was one of mine for sure. Uh yeah. I mean, I. I appreciate it. I, I can't, I can't, I don't know. I, beyond that, I have n- no idea. Like, you know, I, I I really miss going to the conventions. So I don't, I, there's nothing I can say like was a great moment for 2020 for me. Wow. I mean, I got, I got nothing. Dark. Yeah, very dark. He's got a bunch of lights behind him, but yes. not in his heart. No. Like I said, anything to keep me cheered up, to keep me going. All right. Well, go watch the Mandalorian. You'll be happy. Oh, yes. yeah, that'll do it. Yeah, yeah. That'll. Do oh, it. oh, and 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 uh, Wonder Woman in a, in a couple of days. That is true. Yeah. By the time this comes out, it'll be in two days. So there you go. Next show um, review. Next oh, yes. show. Next show. Give her a review. Yes. I don't know if it'll come back to the new year, but yes, yes, yeah. yes. Um, yes. I agree, yes. I, and I agree with I agree with Don. Uh, there wasn't much really in 2020. Uh, from a nerd perspective, it had to be Luke showing up in that Mandalorian episode. Um, you know, uh, that's that's it. Um, yeah. So, so all I can say is fuck you, 2020. Get out of here. <laughs> oh, but if you want a recap of 2020, that's funny. Look at Julie Noakes' um, uh, YouTube channel. Uh, she she did a whole thing of you know the uh, her march the march her going back to talk to the january her and then the june her going back to talk to the march her and they're hysterical yeah i've seen a couple i saw another video like that where it was a like the someone from the beginning of the year was or someone from like the middle of the pandemic was talking to someone yeah every, the everybody's the copying them but she was the original that did it and okay. and uh she just did her fourth one and yeah, just you gotta you gotta see them, but see but but see them in order. It's Julie Nolk N O L K E uh, on YouTube. That cool. that that will be a bright spot for your twenty twenty. There you go. All right. Um, yeah. So I want to say the bright spot for my twenty twenty. In all sincerity, guys, like everyone knows that this has been a horrible horrible year for me. Um, yeah. So if it wasn't for these guys right here that you're looking at. Or listening to, um, I don't does, know if I would have made it through. So, does that include Heath Heath Ledger Joker? <laughs> yes, it includes <laughs> Heath. No, it includes you, John, JD, and Don. Like you know, and doing this show, like you know, that was my bright spot. It's having this to look forward to every week and having some normalcy of uh, talking with my mm-hmm. friends and talking nerd stuff. So, I appreciate you guys. Thanks for making 2020 bearable. No worries. Can't wait to make you pay for the hotel room for New York Comic Con <laughs> next year. <laughs> I know. I know. My plan was to do it this year, so I will do it uh, in 2021. So, uh, if, if they have a con, hopefully. Fingers hopefully crossed. they do, yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, all right. Anyone have anything else they want to say about 2020 before we uh, get some recommendations and wrap it up? I'm sorry, what year were you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Don, you got anything? 
The only thing that's even popping in my head is that uh, I think it's that Match.com commercial where Satan finds. Uh, oh my god! 2020. I saw that. That was Hilarious. awesome. Hilarious. Two zero two zero. Please <laughs> call me twenty twenty. <laughs> that's uh, it. That's something. All right. So, uh, so, so, Don, do you have any recommendations for the audience? Um, other than the Mandalore, um, right? If, honestly, I will look down upon you. Not you, John. I understand where you. But if you're uh, listened to this point and you still have not watched it, um, shame on you. Uh, but yeah, Ma- Mandalorian all the way. Um, that's that's the biggest thing. I mean, I'm watching through Star Wars Rebels. I recommend that. I originally didn't watch that because I was like, oh, Disney XD, what is this, some Lizzie McGuire bullshit? But <laughs> it's actually a super legit Star Wars show, and it has a lot to do with linking in to The Mandalorian. So I will recommend Mandalorian and go back and uh, get you some Rebels going. Cool. John? No. <laughs> no recommendations this week? Well, the you know we basically gave a recommendation like the um, you know is it wrong to pick up girls in a dungeon? Uh, that, well, and, and chess and chess, uh, not chess, uh, Queen's Gambit. Um, you just meant chess in general, I guess. Chess. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, apparently, you know, everybody's supposed to know chess now. I mean, but um, yeah, that, that's that's pretty much it. Oh, and JD's books. Read read yes. how I die. I hear it's good. <laughs> I have a cute four year old who needs food. Five of these books, yes. <laughs> How about you, JD? Uh, sea of Sorrows number two comes out to uh, comes out Wednesday. Man, I just if you like good horror, I, I said this on Twitter. I think Alex Cormick might be the best horror artist in comics. Like it's that his stuff is that good. That's I'm blown away by it. Cool. All right. Well, I will recommend, like I do every week, that you go to superheroespeak.com where you can find the podcast every week, and you can now find us on video, on YouTube uh, as well every week. And of course, reviews by our good friend, D-Square. And um, I am going to recommend, uh, well, before I say any, before I recommend anything, um, an announcement to our audience. Of course, as always, we're going to be taking our two-week holiday break. So we will be back the second week of January. Um, So everyone out there, Please have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year and uh, do your best to stay safe and uh, and happy during the holiday season. And um, yeah, I'm just going to recommend that we burn 2020 to the ground and we move forward in 2021 and have a good and happy New Year. So on that note, boys and girls, as always, thanks for listening. Don't just keep caught in the door. Have a good week.